first, Hannah, we've been talking about this a lot. And I think that we should share it with the people. Tell them. And that is the best sort of insult that we've ever heard in our lives. I think we might've mentioned it on the quick tea, but for those of you who haven't listened yet, you get to experience it for the first time and like you're blessed by it. But for those of you who have listened to it and you were like, oh my gosh, why didn't they play it for longer? Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, we're going to reiterate right now. Here you go. <laughs> and so, so Hannah, you're the one that found it. Please describe. So I wasn't out searching for something that was going to change my life, but I found it. Mm -hmm. And basically it is the best insult that has ever existed ever, 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 ever. Ever. And it was by a girl that I follow who's about body positivity and who's about, uh, like relationships and who just a very vulnerable, great woman to follow. Like us, but like us. Except I'm private because I don't care about social media. I have mad insecurity a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, moving swiftly along. So she posted this video of herself with the dubbed in audio a la TikTok style of basically like what I say to internet trolls or what I say to people who comment about my pictures negatively online. And I will now play for you what I consider to be genuinely the best insult I've ever heard and probably will hear. There is no equal. There none there equal. No equal. You can go ahead and get in the pond if you're gonna act like a silly goose. <laughs> Brings me so much joy because literally we were talking about something off off pod. I know how dare we. And we were like, well, you can just get in the pond. You're gonna be a silly goose. I have responded <laughs> in the last 15 minutes to two internet trolls with this response. And I have, I have yet to get a response from them. And my thing is like, what do you say to that? Is there a, a is there anything that you can come back with that is It's the new fried shrimp? It's, it it's, I have always thought that one of my favorite insults of all time and it's, it's concise, it's simple, ineffective. It is a brief pause after someone says something to you it works better in person after someone says something to you you go yeah it's hard to pause online <laughs> you, you do an ellipsis i guess at that point but in person it's more effective you just wait and then you go anyway and you just go in a different direction completely like you have so nice to meet you so nice, so nice. <laughs> you just completely have just this they hold no power anymore because you have taken what they've said to you they could call me every name in the book that you're so fat this is not anyway and now I have taken everything you've said and I have completely, dim- I've nuclear bombed it. It does not exist anymore. It's it gone. rolls like water to the, the pond. Back. <laughs> back to the pond. We've come full circle. We, so, <laughs> we really have. I, I just really, I'm going to now only respond. I did it twice in a row because at this point, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, someone's looking to argue with you and they want a reaction out of you. And this is the best course of action because there's no argument that they, other than being like, that's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, silly goose, man. This is such silly goose behavior. Pond emoji, goose emoji. <laughs> that's all I have for you. So the fried shrimp thing, for those who didn't get it, mm-hmm. was Eliza Schlesinger, who I've mentioned before on the podcast. Comedian, she's a hilarious lovely. comedian. Yeah, she's super funny. And she talks about her ideal breakup 
And she's like, some people fantasize about their wedding. Some people Mm -hmm. fantasize about what they're doing on the weekend. I dream about my breakup. And so she, she lays out this very elaborate story of, you know, I have planted these seeds throughout our relationship to make sure that the breakup fight goes a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then at, at one point she's like, and I came outside, not because I was feeling dramatic and I burst out of my own house, but because there's an audience outside. <laughs> so she, she goes through all this stuff and she's like, and the perfect text message to finish with for a closure is fried shrimp because they can't send anything back. There's no, there's no response. There's no context. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. It's true. It's true. There, there is, it's, it's a final stop to that? on no. any sort of text exchange. She's like, and I give you fried shrimp. Fried shrimp. So, she does the hand so, this is the new fried shrimp. Truly. Silly Goose, a.k.a. Silly Goose. Silly, you, Silly Goose, man. This is such Silly Goose behavior. Honestly, this is so Silly Goose of you. Like, that's all you have to say. That's oh my it. gosh. Can you imagine us in a couple months when we run with this? We're going to be like, SG, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> such an SG. <laughs> anyway, he was, he, for? he left the pond and I was like, the audacity. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Back to your place. Back in your pond immediately. Back to your little your little goose pod, your little flock. Be gone. Okay. What? Where are the other geese? (laughs) Where's your goose friends? Go find your geese. You gotta find them. Where's your geese? Where's your geese? Well, why don't you go back in the pond? (laughs) If if you're gonna act like a silly goose. (laughs) Just me. Oh god. Okay, we physically okay. have to move on. From okay, this. okay, okay. So, <laughs> you were saying. I was saying, moving onward swiftly and nicely, silly geeseless. I had, I even marked it on here, like a thing. So, okay, this is what I want to talk about. Um, yes. I wanted to do a sort of verbal montage of the cat calls that I've gotten recently because there have been oh, some yeah, gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw There's that. Just some gems. And I wrote some down, but you just don't get the same effect when they're written as, as you do when they're said. So um, I've got a few that just stand out to me and I'm going to just, just go through them briefly, nicely. And hang on, let me find it. I intentionally tried not to read them. So we've mentioned this before, but we have a podcast shared note and I've tried not to read them because I wanted my reaction to be authentic. I apparently have written a lot in the meantime because I can't find it okay can we just say she writes a lot okay like, <laughs> like every eight seconds there's like podcast oh, there note edited and you're like are you okay hon you really should turn <laughs> on notifications because it's like i'll be sitting in bed and i'm like yeah <laughs> and then I just go to the podcast you remember the episode where lorelei leaves herself voicemails <laughs> banister plumbing <laughs> and the back door needs new handle it click like, that, yeah, that's the energy it's like you left 38 voicemails and i'm like oh right <laughs> i don't remember that one so yeah i have to explain some of her notes to her she's like what was i talking about <laughs> I was like well i imagine you did this this like, and this because like for instance beforehand. this one says the level of shame that i feel when i'm eating soft tacos <laughs> and I was definitely obviously I was eating which now I really want tacos but I was definitely eating tacos at the time and I was sitting there 
with like the takeout tray underneath me. And I was like, if anyone saw me right now, <laughs> wow. Because let me tell you, it's just, it's not cute. And I think one point, I think it was ribs this time. I looked up in the mirror and saw myself <laughs> eating. And I was like, oh, <laughs> is this why I'm single? Do you want to know a fun fact while you're pulling up your note mm-hmm. of choice? Mm-hmm. I went on date night so my husband and I have one date night a week and she I specifically I'm just saying it's far road I I literally planned a date night because I wanted to go to Chipotle and there's a Chipotle <laughs> in London so we physically took a train to see and Chipotle. walked to get Chipotle for date night what a date I mean main character energy in my mind. <laughs> Let's just get off to Paris. We don't have a plane. Let's just train off to London. <laughs> Let's just train off to Chipotle. <laughs> it's the same energy. Okay. It's the same. <laughs> Silly goose. Okay. Here is my note that I have found. Verbal montage of the things men have cat called me with. Okay. The first is a light one. And it was, it was kind of like that mad TV episode where it, Yvonne and the man. Oh, Yvonne. That's a Yvonne. Name, Yvonne. She's on like my that. croissant. It was like that. You like Mike yeah. and Ike's? You getting you Mike and Ike's? It was like that. Do you have a boyfriend? Um, Is he coming back? <laughs> but it was scary because it wasn't for television. It was real life. So it was not filmed before a live studio audience. Um, so. They definitely like followed me a little bit, and we're just like it was during the day. I had both the dogs, obviously. And I always carry a, a self-defense weapon of some sort. So at this day, I think it was my pepper spray. Busy I street. really need to train my dog to bark when I say the word kill so that they immediately think they're going to be attacked. <laughs> like, like te- teach them nothing else. <laughs> Literally, instead of speak, teach them the word kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, kill! And your dog goes, rah, 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 rah. like, I they would terrified. run! They would run! So you don't have to teach anything else. That's it. That's the only, thing, that's the only command they know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they don't even know how to sit. They're just broken. No, They're broken. No. They just start screaming at you with their dog voices. So anyway, mean she likes you. Um, same as her mother. So anyway. <laughs> voila. voila. <laughs> so I, this one was like, what's your name i like your haircut red that's my favorite color so what's your name you got a boyfriend and i was like is this am i being filmed <laughs> like yes i like mike and ike's yes my boyfriend's coming back he's in the refreshment stand right are now. you a woman dressed as a man to punk me <laughs> <laughs> ashton get out here <laughs> ashton where the heck are you <laughs> So that's a, that was, and maybe it's kind of sad that I consider that mild because it's, it's super inappropriate, but it gets worse or better depending on how you look at it. So worse. (laughs) the second one that I just adore is where's your leash when I, where's the third leash? I believe is what they said when I was walking my two dogs, where's the third leash at? And I was like, did you check up your ass and just kept walking and probably on the prison guard who let you go <laughs> probably there <laughs> probably there it great it was a great comment and i was like mm, very clever of you mama dog huh? control women huh? they're objects oh yeah so i passed them again and this time they were like hmm, gorgeous and i was like you couldn't have led with that <laughs> you couldn't just like if you're gonna cat call me can't you just be nice about it instead of calling me a dog like isn't there like a line here <laughs> like it's gotta be levels guys so 
my third and personal favorite was at the gas station when I was filling out my Jeep to, I, I don't know where I was going. I think I was going to get it looked at in Staten Island for like a price quote or something. So I filled it up and these guys next to me tell me that they like my skin. And I was like, you can't have it, Buffalo Bill. It is occupied. (laughs) (laughs) This is mine. Okay. I won't be your woman's suit. I won't. Get your own skin. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just a very brief glimpse of the life of a woman. And if you're a man and you think it doesn't happen to a woman, you know, it does. So I almost never have these moments because I don't really leave my house, but I (laughs) I almost never have these moments. And I had one this weekend, funny enough. So I was walking away from breakfast with my friend. I'd left because I had to go to a wedding. So basically I just ran out the door and I was making my way to my car, making my way downtown. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't wearing any makeup Vanessa because Carlton has up the chat. Carlton. <laughs> I think son. Son. It's Carlson. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't wearing any makeup because it was eight 30 moment. in the morning when I left my house for breakfast. Okay. And I also don't have to justify myself because my skin's my skin. Eh. So I was we love a natty face, which also natty men face. think they love a natural face. You don't, you don't even know what a natural face looks you have like. No You're idea. So if you've never so had I, a sleepover with a girl, you have no idea what a natural face. Even if you like. had had a sleepover with a girl, unless you watched her the whole time, you don't know. You don't know. So the point being, here's the point. I was walking back towards my car mm-hmm. and this guy, like pretty attractive, objectively. He had like a weird, like small ponytail. Okay, I don't know what it was doing. I don't know what it was doing. Is it like the but new man bun kind of thing? It's it's like a pre-man bun, I think. And like not long enough for the bun. Yeah, Got it. Okay. It was just like very surfer was vibes. Was it like which, clean on the sides? Yeah. Like just, okay, I know exactly. It's very which, I'm there. For Cambridge is wild. Oh, like okay. people don't look like that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he looks like he should have been in Venice Beach, but he was mm. British. He had a British accent. Okay. So- I was walking and of course I don't make eye contact with any man that I walk anywhere near. Why you ask? Because they will talk to you because of trauma responses. Please stay tuned for our fourth. The first quick tea that we recorded tonight. (laughs) Quick tea about that. Love. So, but I was walking, you know, eyes dead ahead, not looking anywhere. And I hear sexy. And I was like, Oh no. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) (laughs) so I walked right by him. So it was, it was me. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you're so right. (laughs) No. So my first thought was don't look at him. Don't look at him because there will be a part two and a part three and the part two and part three came maybe. (laughs) And I will tell what they, I'll tell you what they are. They didn't involve me dying. Luckily this time was a narrow escape. So I didn't look at him. And he went, oh, that's not on. That's rude. That's proper rude. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I got further away because I'm God. like, keep walking. So <laughs> I got further away. This is when and Emma then, spins around and he goes like, you know, what's freaking rude? And then I fight. Yeah. Yeah. Emma engages. I don't engage. So you know what I did, though, is I got halfway down the block, made sure he wasn't following me. And I cracked up to myself because my first thought was, I'm not wearing any makeup. Wing. Like, <laughs> that was my genuine first thought. And I then win. I laughed at myself. And I was like, <laughs> so you just hurt you. <laughs> by myself. Good. I hope you felt shame because you felt like you were laughing at him. Yeah. This is where you really need the Game of Thrones like, shame, 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 <laughs> the big bell. But the point being, I had 
what I would consider a very out of character reaction for me. Cause normally cat calling, I, I don't feel good about myself. I'm just like immediately like trying to mission impossible my way out of those, the, the <laughs> environment. Literally <laughs> I'm like crawling up buildings. Like I'm, I'm getting out, but in this and then case, doing that thing in the Emperor's new group that Kronk does when he gets like the two people pass him, she just freezes. I'm just like, <laughs> like hiding in a corner. So, but genuinely this time I was like, Oh, wow. I've never been called sexy before without any makeup on. You go, girl. Ah. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a low point. (laughs) Here's my thing. Like, if a man gets, and this happens a lot, they get mad that you don't acknowledge their cat call. Because to them, they're like, hey, I just validated you. You know, I prefer, if I'm not calling them silly geese, to. (laughs) When I'm not. (laughs) telling him to go to the pond (laughs) i just prefer to ask like do you tell people thank you for telling you something you already know and they don't like that let me tell you when you and here's my theory with weak men specifically let me just specify like weak men egotistical weak men when you take away the power that is their validation by saying like no 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 i i validated myself with that so like, what can you bring to the table? They, they lose it. Like they, this is when men get violent because they have realized now that they've lost the power and they feel emasculated and wham. So. Yeah. I usually take the complete opposite approach, which is I don't even acknowledge the fact that they've spoken to me and I physically get as far from them as I can. And then I tell my friends about it. <laughs> and the pod. <laughs> and I and the pod. It to myself. You guys are my friends. I tell the pod. Honestly, like, I'll be like, sometimes I say thank you, you know, but it's like, I, I'm no longer going out of my way to, to make a a man feel like he did something for me by complimenting me because it's like, okay, like, correct. You are correct. You win the right answer. Yes, I am pretty. I know that. Like, objectively speaking, I am an attractive individual. You did it. You have eyes. I'm so proud of you. Like, congrats. I'm never not entertained. You win the right <laughs> answer. <laughs> That's for you. You know? And, like, my thing is, I'm so sick of being the one that has to take the high road and the one that has to be polite to people who are objectifying me. Yeah. You know, like I see all these comments from women who this is a tr- internalized misogyny. Like, and if you do this, you're an internalized misogynist and it's okay. But like, be real with yourself about it. If you're telling me that I need to just be polite to these men. No, no, I don't. For what, for what reason? What is polite going to get me? I, I don't understand. And, and Emma knows this. I don't understand interacting with people who are strangers shouting at you, whether it's positive or negative. Right. I don't understand it. Why would, why would you put yourself in that scenario? Because right now they're in a bubble of either violence or appreciation or whatever they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I hate you. You're the worst person in the world. Or like, Oh, you're so hot. I want to have your babies. Like whatever they're yelling at you, they're just in a cone of silence by themselves because you haven't entered the chat. You haven't entered mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you enter the conversation, it then becomes a tango and there's two of you in it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to tango. I'm not wearing the right skirt. I'm I don't like it. to dance. Sorry. <laughs> I love to dance, but I'm not dancing with you. 
I don't know. Like, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not doing it. So here's my thing. So, like most yeah. of the time I just, I don't acknowledge, like I pretend I didn't hear it. Like, unless I'm in a very particular, like violent mood, in which case all I have discovered that works is being extraordinarily aggressive towards these men. Yeah. And but you also them, wake up and choose violence a lot. I like to take them up on their offers just to see how serious they are. So if they're like, Hey, like, let me take you out. I go up and I'm like, let's go right now. Let's go out. You wanted to go out. Let's go out. And that's when they go, well, you know, like it's hilarious to watch. And now you got to read the room, you know, don't do this at night ever. Do this only on busy streets where you have a lot of witnesses. If you're me, do it with And maybe dogs. just have the like side button press on your phone for 911, just like two in, you know, so you only have to do one. <laughs> and then it's like, woo, woo. <laughs> and that'll freak you know? them out, I promise. Um, but and teach nine, your dog the command nine, <laughs> 9.9 times out of 10, you will see them completely like just break down after you like, t- if you either get just as aggressive as they do, or you're like, okay, like you said, you were going to like do me right here, right now, do something about it. They won't, they won't do it. Cause men are all freaking talk most of the time. Now this is a, a dangerous game to play. I like danger and I can also hold my own in a fight. Like I know that I can. So she likes danger and that should be evident from her credit card bills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So anyway, that's not what this episode is necessarily about. I just, I thought that verbal montage of what men have said to me would entertain yeah. slash disgust. Uh, the people and I think I would be correct in that speaking mm-hmm. of people though my last chit chat comment before we whatever you want to talk about wherever we move into from this because this is a winding road there's no destination we just go where we go but it is late for Hannah so I'm trying to be somewhat organized mm-hmm. my last comment I do not trust hot people I don't I don't trust hot people especially hot people that were hot from like junior high on because if you didn't mm, have an awkward junior high phase, something is very wrong with you Sociopath. super wrong yeah. because you obviously do not have the traumas needed to be either interesting or to have a personality like hot people that have not had traumas they're so boring so boring I'm just, I'm, I'm constantly reminding myself that looks Mm. are not important. So I, I just, I'm beating my own, I'm beating my own head with it. Like it is not important that that person is hot because in 10 years they may not be hot to you. They may, they may look totally different. Like hotness is not an ever fixed mark. It is completely subjective and random and daily and different. And unless you're me and everyone finds you hot. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so (laughs) let's define it it for the class. (laughs) MSXs have entered the chat. Um, J names. I'm sorry, J names. (laughs) So many J names. Um, (laughs) No, but really like I, if I see an extraordinarily hot guy, it's, there's only two possibilities in my mind. Okay only two one he's really dumb and or boring two he's an he's absolutely a narcissistic sociopath these are the only two options as the counterpoint here's what goes through hannah's head when she sees a really hot guy 
oh wow he's really hot don't look at him he'll catch you looking at him <laughs> that's exactly it no end of like, thought process <laughs> i i just inherently don't trust you i have an issue with you i don't know if it's a trauma response i haven't analyzed that far yet i'm just saying i'm just aware that i'm a starer so i'll like <laughs> stare at someone and like people can see you hannah people can see you okay reminds me of the guy who would like follow me around the gym after i rejected him twice and i'm like you know there are mirrors here like if I, if you can see my eyes, it means that I can see yours. <laughs> anyway, that was really all I like needed, needed to talk about. I think we should get into the episode because again, the people have been dropping Deep like rise. flies in the street. Yeah, guys, we're not doing out. that because they're billing us and wailing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really tired of getting Honestly, we're like getting calls. a lot of requests for reparations that we cannot pay at this time we because can't. we're broke as hell. Sorry. But here's the point. So we have obviously missed you guys. We've done a flurry of episodes this week to make up for the fact that we were bad podcast humans last week. Yep, yep, and yep. we did not prep for the Armageddon that was our schedules. So we are bringing you hopefully heaps and loads and, and bunches and other grouping terms of concept of content mm-hmm. that will make you happy. And mm-hmm. so without further adieu, adieu, let's get in adieu to you and you and you. Let's get into uh-huh. the podcast. Okay. I am Hannah. And I am Emma. And this is the transcontinental tea where we talk about all sorts of things, mostly lifestyle focused, but sometimes almost all the time, Emma asks the eternal question. Why men? Why? <laughs> so- also quick note. We're on the, the tweeter now. We, we twit sometimes. Those are the right terms, right? I'm not with the yeah. news anymore. Um, so mostly it's just me posting my internal monologue. <laughs> Which is great fun, honestly. Just follow it because I get the text message versions of it and it's gold. It's it's honestly gold. <laughs> I, I'm going to just open it real quick just to, I think I've only posted, oh, we got a new follower. Well, we have four followers. Oh, crazy. Wow. Um, I think I posted, so like, for instance, any random thought I have, it does not matter what the thought is. I'm going to post it. And one of them was, I take it very personally when the temperature rises above 80 degrees. Yep. Yeah. I still I'm take that emotion. Um, hey. <laughs> I have also posted all on the Backstreet Boys. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did. I'm still going to judge you. We actually spend a lot of time talking about how we don't judge people on this podcast. So <laughs> that is false advertising. It was just me. I was having a moment. It was definitely about men. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> also, be on the lookout for Wokester merch. That's coming. That's coming. <laughs> Any day okay, now. <laughs> no, but really, guys, like we have so many good merch ideas that like I really feel will at least strike up a conversation if nothing else, like some of the stuff that we've said. <laughs> we will enjoy our own merch. We will. Even if no Absolutely. one Absolutely. Isn't that kind of the testament of like a true yeah. successful, like I'm doing this for the right reasons podcast. Like I want yeah. to wear my own merch because we are hilarious and I want to wear my own quotes on a sweatshirt. I personally really like that. So yeah, I wish that we had been recording beforehand because there was a <laughs> hilarious exchange of magician related humor about like we were just used I can't even describe how funny it was and and it's moments like that where I'm like someday we were saying this 
Someday we'll do a live (laughs) podcast where the true shine and brilliance (laughs) of our genius can be appreciated. You have to see a lot of it is the thing. And I love so many hand gestures. I I love an aural moment. Like we're very funny, aurally speaking, but visually we're a different level. You know, I would say we're best in 3d personally. <laughs> I, I, I really like existing in 3d personally. Okay. Also, <laughs> I, I have a, just, my last quick note because cyber nation. Hello. Hi. I, so before we started this episode, or at least I think it was before I was, um, fighting with a man on the internet as I am apt to do. And it's genuinely one of her primary hobbies. So, and I want, if you have an opinion on this, like, let me know the whole concept of the video is like, ladies, what would you do if you were on a date with a man? And he asked to split the bill. And a lot of the women in the, in the comments were saying like, I would leave this and that I'm not quite that extreme because typically I offer to split the bill anyway, when I'm on a date, not because like, I'm trying to disrespect the date goer or the date asker rather, you know, or I'm not, it's not a test. I'm just offering because I was raised to be polite. And that is a personal flaw of mine. But <laughs> and I'll regret that to the day I die. <laughs> but I mean, for me, it's just I don't like to come in with expectations. So at the mm-hmm. same time, and my, my what I had said was like, I'll offer to split, but if you're the one who asks me out and you readily take me up on the offer to split the bill, I'm probably gonna be a little turned off by that. And I can understand that maybe this is a little conflicting for people, but hopefully you understand, like if you invite me somewhere and then you're like oh yeah, that's totally split the bill. Like that gives me a kind of message that like, you're probably not interested in me. I will say my reaction to this, although no one asked, I, mm-hmm. I am the speaking same way. Of me. <laughs> speaking of me, I know I've been hanging out with Emma for way too long. So, in relation to me. Wow. That's so awful. Say. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I feel the same way about this that I feel about friends. And it is that I feel very honored and valued that someone wants to like pay for my meal because they've enjoyed their time with me. So I do this for friends and friends have done it for me. To me, it tells you the level of investment that the person has in you. Mm -hmm. Like I would love to buy your breakfast. And that's not like, oh, you know, I feel like I have the power in this scenario or, or anything like that. It's just, I, I really enjoyed this time and I would like to give you a little, a little gift by going ahead and paying for it. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way about that when I, I felt the same way about it when I was dating, but I, I would feel the same way if one of my girlfriends was like, Hey, what would you do if a guy, you know, was sitting on a date with you and the bill came, I would say literally verbatim, how do you want to do this? Right. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to assume that you're buying, but I am going to think differently about our interaction. If you do not offer to pay mm-hmm. simply because it, it is a value indicator for me yeah. of how much you enjoyed my company of how you perceive me in the, in the interaction that we're having. And, and at least for me, like I want someone who is a generous person as a partner and I want generous friends. So if, there's not at least a discussion about it. If it's like, we're splitting it, aren't we? You know, I immediately am a bit like, hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, if I, and I said this in another comment, if I am the asker, I'm going to pay because now I have invited you out 
sure. and brought you into this environment, you know, and like you took the time to accept and come out and meet me. I'm going to pay. Even if I didn't really enjoy the date that much, like I'm going to pay. And that's just the way it is. And then furthermore, if you pay on the first date, I pay on the second date. And like, that's how it goes for me. It, it always has, but this is not, this is TikTok. This is not an in-depth conversation that I'm having with someone. So it's just surface value comments immediately. So a lot of the comments were like, well, why would you even bother offering? Like, I thought you guys wanted independence and equality. And I was like, I don't really understand how any of you manage these mental gymnastics, but it's very impressive. Your flexibility is crazy impressive. So what I did after a while post quick tea and post the beginning of this episode, I just started responding with, well, you can just go to the pond if you're going to act like a silly goose. And I finally got a response to that comment. And I don't think he understood that I was insulting him because what he said was, I don't know. It seems like you want gender equality until it doesn't benefit you. And I could say a lot to that because all I said was, if you take me up on an offer after asking me out to split the bill, I'm going to feel differently about you. And I think that could go for both genders either way, you know, like personally. And I know plenty of men who feel emasculated when the woman pays or offers to pay. So like, maybe you don't want gender equality. Which is it? Which is it, silly goose? I just, I don't know why it's a gender conversation. I think in any relationship that is romantic, there is probably going to be a lead partner. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, I wanted that to be the guy. I I thought I wanted it more than what it actually is in my husband and I's relationship. It's very 50-50. But I expected to mm-hmm. want a man who would kind of take the reins, take charge, and like lead the relationship really strongly. And I, I don't think that my partner has to be a man for that to be a valid want of mine. Like, I think it doesn't have anything to do with gender equality that if an asker on a date asked someone and the expectation on the ask ease part is that the person who asked pay, I, I think that's about the leadership of the relationship and the direction that you see this going, not gender equality and pay gaps. Like well, I, I think just, it's I just don't... the natural thought process. You know, this is not two friends going out to brunch, you know, like if my guy friends that it's an established friendship, even my girlfriend, any friend whatsoever, if we're like, Hey, let's go to brunch on Sunday. It is never an expectation that one person covers the whole bill. It's always like, I'm going to pay for me. You pay for you. And that's fine. Like that's the expectation. It's when there's a romantic quality that changes. And I think that if you're going to start harping on women for like pretty much anything in particular this in this case then like maybe you need to analyze why that norm exists because we're not the ones that came up with it so you know it's because we didn't have access to our own money for literally thousands of years so it really makes me and there's also like there's also expectations on men societally speaking and this is one of them so like i'm hardly the enemy here i'm just fulfilling expectations at this point so it just seems that we can't win no matter what and i think i said that at one point i was like either we're you know either we're gold diggers or we're rude and too feminist for you so like pick a lane you know and speaking of which this has a lot to do with our episode today. So we're going to be talking about what women want 
and we are recreating the film. That is exactly what we're going to do in this podcast. So buckle up. No, we're uh, we're going <laughs> Scene, to. <laughs> we could totally do it. Is the we thing absolutely good. We. we, won't, we won't. We are going to talk about women's expectations, specifically from our point of view. Obviously, we don't speak for all women, but what we want. And this was Emma's brainchild. A lot of our great ideas are. And basically, I'm just the legs that kind of carry them out. Um, you know? <laughs> I drink a lot of wine and I spend a lot of time on dating apps. So. She drinks and she knows things. That's what she does. So, but before we get into that hot, juicy topic, mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. to do our tea of the week one might even say a hot topic (laughs) (laughs) that hand is correct let us do our tea of the week so my tea of the week is once again mundane and i would apologize for it but as is my life so goeth my tea of the week. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) my tea of the week is actually a story from this last weekend. I went to a wedding for friends of ours. It was lovely. Mm -hmm. We had a great time Mm -hmm. and they, they did a great job, like catering to people, making sure that everybody felt really welcome. But this was the first wedding I've been to as a married person. (gasps) Automatic date. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And it was very similar. I'll say when, you know, he was my boyfriend or when he was my fiance, but this is the first time that I've been to a wedding as a married person. And so I would like, I could lord it over the couple. (laughs) I would like to open the veil for anybody who's curious about what it's like. So the veil's open. Here we are. Oh, look at this newlywed couple. (laughs) We're so much more experienced than they are. Oh my gosh. How wise are we? We've made it through so much more marriage than they have. (laughs) So no, basically it was really nice. And I think weddings have become such a sport for women Mm -hmm. that like, what am I going to wear? How am I going to do my hair? Am I expecting to meet someone there? I'm trying not to meet someone, but like, if I do meet someone, I'm like, like open to it, but I'm trying not to meet table. someone. Ooh, and like, yeah. yeah. And like, which cocktail am I drinking? What is it going to say about me? If I have a gin? Oh, maybe I don't want a gin. Maybe I want a whiskey, pineapple and vodka. Maybe I don't want to, Ooh, maybe I want a whiskey. Like it is genuinely like Tokyo. <laughs> it is like the Olympics in this thing. So it's very interesting to kind of come around and like you, you were a gymnast in the 1990s and now you're sitting in the audience and you're watching the other Olympians and it's wild to watch. Like I once (laughs) I could do that. I I did that. that (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. That was me. So I was just watching all the interactions and I, and Mm -hmm. I had a few like aha moments throughout the day, but I was like, it doesn't matter if I've worn a great dress Cause I'm not trying to impress anyone. So it was like a slow burn. Interesting because I feel the need to be impressive no matter what my relationship status. I know that's who you are. <laughs> so we actually talked about trauma responses and coping strategies. So if you just want to go back and listen so, to that. <laughs> I am not taking questions at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, but like it, it really is a sport. And so like watching people who are single, who are in relationships, but aren't married, like watching them as a married person at a wedding was very interesting for me, psychologically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. and the, yeah, lots of things. And the other thing was how people address you, Mm -hmm. you become 
like Hannah and Luke, not just Hannah. Just yeah, it's very the like Darlies. the Darlies, very Hannah and Luke, very like combining the couple names, Hanuk, you know, <laughs> very Lana. <laughs> you love a name that's all about the other person's name like anything with emma is a win because it's just her name so like uh, they're la- their they're first initials at the beginning or the end that's it so. yeah lana lana is a great couple name because it's mostly my name it's mostly so, <laughs> so actually your whole name is still there l is just in the front so it's a lana instead of a Hannah. 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 So anyway. What if we just like made it a silent L? I'm sorry. I'm on a tangent now. (laughs) Okay. What if we just cut out the only part that involved you and just made this completely about me? So, so goes on relationships. Anyway. That's what I need to thrive in a romantic relationship though, honestly. Be alone. So make it about me. (laughs) You're there. But like me, <laughs> like imagine you're there, but like covered with plants and like no one can see and someone you, is like, but is you're there. there. No, 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 no. It's just, hello. Hi. <laughs> There's no plant here. There's no, no, don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> don't look back there. All right, please continue. I'm done. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of like, it was a, a small town wedding. So it was meeting people where my husband's from okay, and sorry. a lot of them were like, oh, this is Hannah. She's married to Luke. And they were like, oh, okay. Oh. And they were, they didn't ask me like, oh, what do you do for a job? Or like, oh, how long have you mm-hmm. lived here? Or how, oh, do you have? how do you know the bride and groom? They're like, how long have you been married? Oh no, what? this is your new identifier. Like, when you're yeah. single, it's like, what do you do for work? When you want to get married? Yeah, it's, it's exploratory questions, you know? Mm-hmm. What size bra do you have? How many <laughs> kids do you want to have? Just really invasive questions. Sure, but, but when now you're married, it's, it's like, like it's just metric. Marriage. Like, <laughs> marriage is the reason <laughs> well, my we are gathered today. <laughs> so, anyway, this is the most random... <laughs> So anyway, what a great story. We're such good storytellers. <laughs> if you ever do come to a live show, block out three hours just in case. Genuinely, we're going to have to sell like six hour ticket blocks. <laughs> we, like, you're not making it. dinner, hon. You're not making it. Before so, is best. Before no, is best. we have to serve tacos. Soft of course tacos. we'll get you. We don't have the shame of eating soft tacos together. together. Uh, on the count of three, everyone take your whole bite, which for me is shoving the whole taco into your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway basically it became like a metrics thing it was like basic it was basic questions like how long have you been married have you guys bought a house yet are you buying a house around here how long have you lived here like what well we didn't get there i think people are starting to get slightly more woke about the fact that you cannot ask people about kids it's not an okay question it's not a fair question unless they have children don't ask about their kids right so don't say someone looks pregnant if you don't know them personally don't do it just they could very clearly be pregnant don't say so just if you're if you're tempted if you're like wow that looks like a really pregnant woman and you want to go tell her you know where you should go instead the pond (laughs) so yeah the wedding was very interesting from a married person's perspective i realized that that was very tangency but i hope it gives you a slight pierce the veil but basically it <laughs> was a wedding <laughs> you take you take away all the pressure uh-huh. and you add extra alcohol because people buy you both drinks anytime that they buy your husband a drink so if they're like oh i got luke a drink here's one for you and i'm like 
I will take that. Thank you. So Logan, the one is, I took that too. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's how I drink alcohol. I don't know about you. But basically, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> nobody does that. So I also have a little life update, which is super fun, which is that our house is officially completing. We will be getting keys very soon. It's all very clappy and exciting and yay and packing oh, and so much strength <laughs> but i'm happy i'm so happy yay <laughs> this is so funny because you're moving betsy just moved i just moved it's the season of moving which is hannah first i want to ask to make sure that we've completed all facets of your tea because i don't want to take away from your tea time did we drink the whole cup are the drugs that remaining was it Twas was it. all I had. Twas twas it? again, twas. my life is mundane and I don't have twas. And I don't have that many comings and goings of import in my schedule. So Okay. Um, well, mine is primarily that I have finally mostly finished moving into my Manhattan Yay! apartment. So I am in a neighborhood called Sugar Hill. And if you don't know where Sugar Hill is, because if you're not from here, like you've probably never heard of it, that's okay. Um, it's in the upper portion of Harlem. It's almost above Harlem. It's like way up here. Like I'm on, so how to explain this? 168th is pretty much as far as you can go uptown. You might be able to go a little further, but like pretty much you're in the Bronx at that point. Like you're, I'm really close to the Rose Hill Fordham campus and the Lincoln Center Fordham campus. I'm kind of like, I'm in upper Manhattan, but I'm smack dab between the two campuses, which it was a, an intentional move on my part. So Sugar Hill, it was named, it's, a, it's an old neighborhood and it was, it was named for, what do they call it? Like the sweet life that residents were said to live while they, while they yeah. were here. So, and it's not on a hill, though sometimes it feels that way when I'm walking. And, and there's I'm no blinded. sugar cane anywhere nearby. Shockingly. But some of the houses, like the house that's at the end of my block, it looks like a church. Like I took mm. a photo of it and someone was like, so is it a church or is it a house? And I was like, the eternal question. But Ask it's just- again. It is an old neighborhood with some really cool looking buildings and I adore it. I love it. My deli guy and I, they know my sandwich order, my Duncan. Sometimes you gotta go where everybody knows your name. And my Duncan and I are getting pretty close too. Mm. and yeah I love it I am putting off some of the more mundane aspects of my unpacking like shelving because I can never do it right and it frustrates yeah. me and also because I'm out of screws that fit the shelves that I'm putting up so other than that everything's pretty much done um yeah I love it I'm really excited about it moving was a nightmare because you all emailed me the night before my move saying that they dropped me 10 feet in a truck and that just wasn't going to be acceptable so I ended up having to cancel that truck and getting a van and moving what I could on my original moving day and officially moving two days later. So that sucked. It was a lot. It was a lot. And it blew because the movers that I had hired counted the drive as part of their clocked time. And that's about an hour. So I lost an hour just in the drive. So we could have finished in four hours. Instead, it took us like six, five and a half, six. So it was great. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, like I'll show photos of the apartment when it's officially like put together. Like I don't want to do an after until I'm officially done moving boxes down to the basement because by the time I remember to take them to the basement, my 
super has locked the basement because he lives down there and he doesn't want people traipsing into his home basically to take Which trash down so usually around 7 p.m they lock it and by the time i realize it it's like 10 p.m and i'm like oh no so anyway <laughs> why I'm is my night owl so. thing getting me into trouble <laughs> so i'll post actual photos when it's done but my other portion of my tea is that i'm going paintballing on saturday and mm. I've, never, I've never been paintballing before and i am not a skilled shooter in any capacity I'm not mm. good with a nine mil. I'm not good with a laser tag gun. And I know I won't be good with a paintball gun, but I love the idea of hitting people with paint legally. So yeah, my advice to you would be to camp out because those things hurt. I'm wearing a hoodie with another smaller long sleeve shirt underneath just to, to pad my upper body, do some leggings. I'm going to wear these white vans that I have that are never going to be white again. So I may as well like get some paint yeah. on them. And yeah, I'm really excited. It's gonna, there's seven of us so far just in our group, but we decided to just do an open match so we wouldn't have to do a seven on whatever, like seven against each other, small group. So there's like 50 people plus in the group completely that are cool. going. So I'm excited. I've never done it. And typically, if you don't know me, like I'm a very extroverted person, but I have a lot of social anxiety when it comes to doing new things. So new, I I don't play soccer or softball or kickball because like, I know I'm bad at most sports and like my biggest fear is looking foolish, which is another trauma response of mine. So great. But this time I'm like, I have to stop letting my fear of looking dumb stop me from like doing fun things where probably a lot of the people there don't know what they're doing and they're just out there to have fun. So yeah, hundred percent. So that's what I'm doing on Saturday. And um, I'll update you guys next week as my tea of how it goes and how many bruises I have. And if I met my husband or not, we'll see. And with that trauma response. True love. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move forward. All right. So um, we are ready, I think, to dive into the main portion of our pod, which is once again, what women want. And we are going to sip on this. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> the tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mm, very delicious. So, here's the earth. It's very round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Millennials rise up. Uh, so, anyway, what women want? Gosh, what a topic. What a deep dive. Because do we even know? I don't know. <laughs> genuinely that answers itself i don't know <laughs> so, so i think we need to keep it niche enough that we're not spiraling yeah. here and i think we need to keep it to two to very specific context and that is within friendships and within relationships yeah and this was like i said this is your brainchild so what kind of inspired you to ask the question what was the context surrounding which mm-hmm. the note was written so during one of my toe dips into the dating app world, I was realizing the one question I always get is what are you looking for on here? Mm. And I can't speak for all women, but I do know that most women don't use apps like Bumble for a quick lay. And it's just interesting to me because a lot of the guys I talk to are there for a very specific reason. And they seem to go in knowing what it is they're looking for. Whereas women, it seemed to have a more fluid or vague 
idea when entering into that sphere, you know, like to me, sex is not the goal. Having a boyfriend is not necessarily the goal. It's just like, let's see what happens, you know? So I got developing really tired. genuine connections, right? I got really tired of that question. So I was like, mm. I just, maybe we just need to tell them point blank, like what it is women want. Yeah. And I think also like, I think guys need to read the room a little bit better when it comes to dating apps, because mm-hmm. there is an appology to the way that women use apps. So if you're, if I hear from a, a friend that is a woman or that identifies as female, you know, we're inclusive. Yeah, we are. So if I hear from a friend, Oh, I'm on hinge. I immediately know that she is looking for at least a medium to long-term commitment. Mm -hmm. Why do I know that? Because it asks you so many flipping questions. If you were ever looking to get laid quickly, you're an idiot. If you're on hinge, you're an idiot. Like you have done a load of paperwork for nothing. You've gone, you've registered at a hospital, you filled out all the ER paperwork and then you've left. Like there is, there's no, baby. There's no benefit to it. And the same with Bumble. Like I would probably say like the person is looking for at least a consistent casual thing, if not a consistent relationship, because Bumble is not the flagship for hooking up. It's called Tinder. It has a patent like that. There is a reason that Tinder and Bumble have different female audiences. Now, what I will say is almost everybody who is a Gen Zer that I know that says I met my partner online, met them on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And this is not to say, this is not to say that Tinder relationships don't happen. You know, Tinderella is a term for a reason, you know, you can make a long-term commitment out of anything. How'd that go for you? But from a, from a post-mortem perspective on the app usage, Right. I would never expect a woman who's going on a Bumble, a Hinge, a Match.com, like a more elevated dating profile site Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be looking for something casual. So I think guys who are on there looking for something casual either don't understand that or are intentionally trying to be subversive to that goal and be the exception. And that's like rule number one, or maybe just point number one of what women want. We want you to listen. We want you to listen. And for me, that starts in the bio. If I'm using a dating app in the bio, this is what I'm saying. You are the rule. You're the rule. You're the reason. You're the reason (laughs) I have the rule because men like you thought you were the exception to the rule and you further concreted my rule. The rule was like a pick in the grass and now it is stuck in concrete, which is also based in tar now covered in sand, which has been lit on fire. So the sand is gone and it's just concrete. It's there. It's stuck. It's not moving. It's the foundation. So listen. Well, and, and not just boundaries, but like I am, if you're going to ask me what I'm looking for, I'm going to tell you. And also read, read my, read my bio, read my signs, read what I'm telling you about myself and what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very easy for a guy to go, Oh, is this working for me? And not listen to this is what she's actually looking for. This is what she wants. This is what she finds important. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, 
I, I think no matter what, if you're trying to talk someone out of something on a date or into something, you're turning your date into a sales pitch and it's just not going to go well. And it's gross. Like be, be present and listen to what the person in front of you is saying. And that goes for us as well. It's our job to get to know the guy. I think women just tend to be more empathic and interested in what the other person is saying. Yeah. So happen to listen a little bit more, but it goes either way. Like mm-hmm. be present and listening and actually taking in the information that I'm telling you either about myself or about my expectations. Right. And, and heed it, like, don't take it and think it's a starting point for negotiations. I had this recently happen to me and this happens literally all the time. If I'm, if I'm on an app, this is happening. But recently um, in my last foray, I think I had told someone, he, I, I, I mentioned this guy again and I was like, we've got to stop meeting like this. And he like, Hey, he made it, he said something like, Oh, well, we can give it a different perspective. If you could like, just come to my apartment. And I was like, if only, I, I mean, first of all, the lots of problems with that statement, lots of murder, <laughs> murder, <laughs> most foul. No, I, <laughs> I just said like, Oh, if only I, you know, still did hookups. Darn. If only I were not a self-aware human who didn't understand the risks of women going to any location at all where men are present. (laughs) I'll just stay home where there's none of them. Literally my dog. Literally anywhere. Literally anywhere. That's me. So um, he, what did he say? I think I screenshotted or something. He said something like, oh, well, like, why don't you, like, he asked me, like, why don't you do them anymore? And I was like, I stopped liking them. You know, I didn't go into detail. Just, I stopped liking them. And he said something. It no longer sparked joy. But (laughs) of course he's a man. So what he said was, well, you've never had it with me. And I was like, where did y'all get my question to men? Where did this ego come from? Where did you, did every woman you have sex with like fake it enough that you really believe you're like a sex God? Like where? I think so. Show me on the map where the ego is. Where? (laughs) Where I'm rewatching Outlander because it's just a great series. And, you know, I like to go back just like you do and revisit things that I've already seen and enjoy and skip through them and just enjoy them. I just have a new one recently. So, yeah. So there's this scene where um, the main male character is talking about his recent experience, his first time. And it's, he's talking to his new wife and he's talking about like, oh, well, you know, my guy friend said this, this, and this about sex. And of course it's all incorrect. I think a lot of it is just male perpetuated. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a female perspective in it. It's not like, Oh, nobody's ever told me. It's like guys have told each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're going to be great. You know? And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like 18 months later, they're like, wait, women and women participate in sex. (laughs) They enjoy it. You're, you're telling me, are you? saying that is a two-way street are you telling me that just your minute here (laughs) just get a nap on now hang on brother (laughs) i i'm saying like i think i think it is a guy perpetuated problem that that there are these like, oh, well, obviously if she knows what she wants and she has boundaries in place, it's because she doesn't know me yet. Right. 
Like, that's I, like, I really wish that you would sit down and say that to yourself in the mirror and think like, wonder how you're comfortable saying that statement. Just raise your hand when it sounds stupid. Like just start your statement. I, okay. This is <laughs> <laughs> Cease. <laughs> no, because really like in what world do you want someone to give on their boundaries to be with you? That's gross. That's rapey. Sorry. It's, it's also, creepy. it's also not demeaning not for sorry. you. It's demeaning for you as a person because mm-hmm. I am lowering my standards to accept you like that. That doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And, and there are definitely interactions where women are told like, oh, I usually go for hotter people or like, mm-hmm. oh, I usually, <laughs> I it's usually lagging like, and it doesn't work. Yeah. I usually like this type of person and it's yeah, called it's, nagging and it's so unattractive. Like as soon as you nag me, I'm like silly goose and I vacate. And I get the heck out of your pond. <laughs> your so, pond is not like, it's not the right temperature. It's a little too scum. warm. It's scummy. I'll it's tell nasty. you. I'll tell you right swamp, now. Not a pond. And I'm I'll not into right it. Now. And geese and swamps, we don't mix. So <laughs> we don't mix. The, so, yeah. I also want to say another thing about like women's expectations I think guys who go into a date and think that the woman, at least in most of my friend groups, again, I don't speak for every woman, but who think that the woman hasn't thought about like 50 different scenarios of how this is going to go and what it's going to be like and how you're going to react and how she's going to react. Like, I think guys go into it kind of cold. Like they haven't, Mm -hmm. they haven't prepped for this. They haven't thought about it a ton. They've thought about what they're wearing like eight minutes before they leave. And they've, you know, thought about what they need to ask you about, but they haven't necessarily gone through the, the length of thought that a lot of women go through. And I think that might be a game changer for guys to know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. women think about things a lot in general, at least the women that I know. And especially when they're dating, like I am overanalyzing everything I'm going through. Like, when was the last time that you text me before we go on this date? What kind of a vibe did you give me? Did you give me any sort of hinted address code? Did you give me any indication of when this is going to end? Do I need to drive myself? I don't feel like I should get in the car with you. Do we have public transport nearby? Do we have any way of making sure that we can split the bill? Do I have enough money in my bank account? Yeah, I do. Do I have a way to contact a friend in case something goes wrong? Like there's so many and like on and on and on it goes into oh, I think that if the date ends with a handshake or a high five, this is what I'm going to do. Or if he wants to kiss me, this is what I'm going to do. So yeah, I think there's a lot of thought that goes into it. That's probably not an awareness. There's not an awareness of it. Definitely. I think, I mean, I would say just consider how much effort it takes one just to be a woman in general, which we could- In life. Like- In life. Like, because- I'm going to put in, if you re our best kept girl secrets, quick tea last year, we tell you that we take at least minimum two hours pre first date, pre first date to get ready. Like with shower, deciding what to wear, makeup, hair, all the getting there at least two hours, if not three. So I'm just saying it's okay that you don't put in as much effort as us in that regard, but I hope that you heed that when you're on the date in that you're not blowing us off or making us feel that the effort was in vain somehow. Like it's okay if things don't work out, but don't come into it as if it's like a whatever thing, because now like, I feel like I've wasted my time. Yeah. And if, if 
the woman has communicated to you that she's looking for something medium to long-term, she will appreciate thoughtfulness. She will appreciate you remembering things that she said. She will appreciate you taking extra steps to make the date special, whether that's you planning it or whether that's you remembering that she said that she enjoys lilies and bringing them to her house, or whether that's you remembering that she said she hates flowers because she can't keep anything alive, me, and she doesn't appreciate being given. Okay, really quick sidebar. Why are flowers so lovely. Like I love looking at them, but I'm being given a dead thing and I'm being expected (laughs) to revive it. Like, why aren't you keeping that already dead thing alive? I I don't know because it's deceased. It came to me deceased. I couldn't revive it. I never met anyone who expected me to keep pre-cut flowers alive. I don't know about you. Yes, they do. They're like, oh, how are your flowers doing a week later? They're dead, bro. Uh, They've been dead. Every guy has ever given me flowers. Read the one guy who's ever given me flowers. He was not surprised when they died. So I'm just saying- like we talk a lot about progressiveness and defying certain, you know, antiquated gestures or norms. But I think there's this idea and men take us to the extreme. And if a woman wants you to, I don't know, treat her like a person, that also means that she doesn't want very specific courteous acts that show you care in some way. Like, oh, well, she wants equality. So I can't bring her flowers. Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, well, and everybody has different expectations. So I, we can't say like all women expect X, but I would guarantee you most women appreciate thoughtfulness, whether that's you remembering that she hates Mexican food to you remembering that she lives near a subway stop. So it would be really convenient for you if you guys met at a place just off the subway, rather than meeting at a restaurant or meeting somewhere else where she has to walk alone, Mm -hmm. like just being a thoughtful human. And I would say that that probably goes for, you know, the opposite way as well. Like I'm sure it would be received well if women were mm-hmm. thoughtful, but we, we just tend to be, I think it's just we're more, an inherent portion of our nature. Yeah. We're more nurturing to like generally. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's a lot of that's biological. I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I'm not a nurturing individual just to defy the patriarchy. Like, no, that's just, and not, this is not a generalization. Everyone's different. Human nature is too complicated for us to chalk up to like women are nurturing end of story. Like the patriarchy exploiting our nurturing nature doesn't make it a bad thing. Correct. So, um, what else do women want? Um, I want consistency as a woman. I want consistency. If that's you being consistent, 180,000%. It could be if you're cons- one, and I feel like this is confused a lot. This does not mean like you need to talk to me the exact same way at the exact same time every single day. To me, this means, sorry, someone just like slammed a door and the dogs are freaking out. So, I know it's it very, it very disrespectful of them. I know I get it. Um, it. To me, it's just, it's more of an energy. Like if you're into me, if you're losing interest in me, say so, because I'm, women are so intuitive. We're going to pick up on it. We are much more, we're biologically evolutionarily. Is that a word? Evolutionarily, whatever. We are attuned to micro changes we're going to notice it you guys think we don't notice when you might not talk to us quite as much or you text us a little later every day or you're a little shorter with us like you think we don't notice but we pick up on it immediately we're going to notice any facial expression change yeah i i expect a lot of consistency and this is one that overlaps with friendship i am a person who thrives in the authentic and who Mm -hmm. thrives in the consistent. Mm -hmm. So if you tell me this is how I treat these situations, 
I am going to some, like in a cemented way, expect you to treat those situations that way. Right. So for example, if we start texting and you're like, oh, I don't really text a lot. So if I go a long period of time without texting you, then just know that I'm, I'm not a texty person. So I am immediately going to apply that logic to every scenario that I see you in, i.e. if we're together and mm-hmm. I see you texting for mm-hmm. like 20 minutes, I am immediately deducing that you have either lied to me or you are going through some sort of crisis because the two do not make sense. So consistency and being integrous, doing what you say you're going to do or acting authentically in multiple situations, super, super important, at least to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I I'm just like, Emma, I would much rather us have a blunt conversation that might be like annoying in the short term than you like paddle around and try not to say it and like leave it in the water for me to pick up because I guarantee you, I'm going to be thinking 50,000 other things besides the one thing that I could process relatively easily. This is your pond. You keep it clean. This is your pond. Get the scum out. So I, but, but just generally, like, even if this isn't a negative, like a breakup situation, because I know a lot of times it's applied to ghosting, but if this is like you wanting to take things to the next level, I might sense that we're getting closer, but if you've told me in no uncertain terms, I'm a very blunt person. So I'll tell you how I feel. I am going to assume that you do not feel any differently about me until you Mm -hmm. tell me, Mm -hmm. because you have told me that you are a blunt person who says how they feel. So in every scenario, that is how I look at people. And I do, again, I do that in friendship and I do that in relationships. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, and and I I think it's pretty consistent because most of, again, most of my friends would say the same thing. Like if you tell me I get back from work really late every night and I notice that you're, let's say we're in the early stages of getting to know each other and you're on Facebook and you're active from like 8 PM to 10 PM when you're theoretically at work, I'm going to immediately just dis- distrust you. I'm yeah. going to think, well, that now it feels like lying. you're intentionally ignoring me or excluding me from a portion of your life, which says to me that you have something to hide or just and... that you're, you're lying about something. And I, yeah. I immediately am like, oh, you're lying about more than one thing because dominoes fall in groups. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. One domino by itself, nothing. But once you get line them up, and now like now we're now we're seeing the pattern. As makes the little sun. So makes the little sun pattern. And it's not bright. Your future, not bright. So not bright. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's the biggest issue that I have with just dating at large. And I don't see it so much in friendships because I don't tend to stay friends with people who don't like either I'm more tolerant of their inconsistencies because it's like I have friends who were inconsistent about like, yeah, yeah, we'll totally get together. And then we don't like, okay, whatever. Like, that's just who you are. And I'm detached enough from you that it doesn't really bother me. It bothers me when we've made the plan and then you do that. But if it's more like a vague, like we should get together sometime. It's like, okay. Like we're probably just acquaintances at that point. My real true friends, they're like me and that they appreciate consistency. Yep. And we're all on the same page. And that goes without being said. And I would say, so I'm going to speak from previous life experience, not me judging somebody else, but people who identify as the cool girl, I, I was, I was the cool girl and I decided that I was too cool for relationships because I wanted one and I wasn't getting one. And so what's the easiest way to get over rejection, reject it first. So I, I will tell you that in that phase of my life, I wanted attention and validation, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to be able to maintain the anonymity of 
not being vulnerable with anybody. So if someone describes themselves as a cool girl to me, what I believe that they would expect then is that you would treat them like a mysterious mythical thing that you want to try to catch, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily like you are trying to tell them all about yourself and you're trying to, because they're, they're not in an emotionally healthy space at that point. So they're going to rebuff any sign of vulnerability that you give them with some sort of like quip or joke and try to steer it back to the superficial. Because if you are the cool girl, that's all you have. You don't, you don't want them to see what's going on because you probably have some pain. I did in my life when I was the cool girl. So you don't want to have a deep emotional conversation. You want to, you want to talk about like how good you look or what sports you're into or like what drink you're drinking, because the drink that you're drinking makes you cooler than the girl who's not drinking that drink or hmm, whatever it's it old is. fashioned, not like a whiskey sour, whatever, you know, it, it changes, but the, the mold is basically the same. Um, I think the most important thing that I want and I feel like this is a crazy thing to have to even ask for. Like this should just be a given is honesty and genuine genuineness, you know, like, because I make it a point to try to be as honest as possible about where I'm at, what I'm looking for. I'm not here to pull the wool over your eyes. No part of me is thinking like, yes, yes. If I convince them this, you know, like, and I feel like this gets done to me a lot. And maybe that's a naivete about myself, but that's also not a factor in my personality that I want to change because I would prefer to like hope for the best than to constantly be on the lookout for what could go wrong. And I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that sometimes, you know, like once I get involved with someone, that's when the trauma response of like, Oh no, like this could go very badly kicks in. But at the start, when I'm kind of detached from you, you know, it's all about just like, okay, I'm going to take what you say at face value because I have no reason not to believe you. I don't know you. And then consistency is a part of that later on, but at the base level, like if you're looking for a quick fling, say so. What is this idea of like, yes, let me get girls who are clearly looking for something different than me. I have one if I make them revert on that. Like, no, you've just hurt somebody because now they think that they're getting what they want out of it. Whereas yeah. like you were just using me the whole time. I can't, it just, it drives yeah. me bonkers. I hate it. I think the other thing that I, I notice a lot of women wanting is for the person that they're interested in to communicate how they're feeling on a consistent basis. Yes. So I'm a person who thrives on consistent feedback. I'm a words of affirmation person. Mm -hmm. So if you're not telling me that we're good every day, I'm assuming that we're not good. Mm -hmm. And I don't always do that. It, It comes from a trauma response. It's not a great thing to do, but I know so many women who are like, Oh, I, I think I like him, but I don't want to say anything until he says that he likes me because I don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Or I told him that I liked him last week and he said, thank you. And we haven't talked about it since. So, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. But you know what I'm saying? Like there is no consistent communication of feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, as a woman, you want your partner to be comfortable expressing their feelings. So I would say, expect that if you're, you're dealing with someone who wants something more than like a one night stand or like a a very casual situationship, they want you to be Mm self-aware and in touch with your feelings and able to communicate those feelings. And if you're not able to do so, I would definitely warn them that you're not ready for a relationship because I guarantee you 
most people in a relationship. And again, this goes for friendships as well. Want that level of self-awareness and want that level of emotional connectivity. Mm-hmm. And it's not always like a, Hey, good morning. I still like you text. It's, no. it's like a, Hey, good morning. I'm thinking of you. You know, that says to me that you still carry some element of like feeling or like once a week saying something very, very positive about them. If you feel it, right. You know, this isn't inflate my ego like twice a week. This is, Hey, you know what? I actually enjoy spending time with you, which is why I asked to keep spending time with you. So once a week, I'm going to communicate that to you. And this isn't, I don't know where this idea came from. I mean, I do. This is a, it's a cultural and societal flaw that men who express these feelings are weak and therefore not real men. And I'm like, personally, I will never respect a man as much as I would if he were capable of communicating these things to me. Men who express these feelings are in successful relationships unless they want to be single. Right. And if a single, if a guy who's single... And it seems like he's always trying to not be single or he's trying really hard to be single is giving you this advice. I don't know why you're listening to him. He's, he's terrible at advice. Stop taking it. Stop, stop it. Stop that. You silly goose. Stop it. Get back in your pond right now. Get back to that pond. And I just, I feel like what women want, the guys say women are so confusing and this isn't that. And here we are point blank telling you, we want honesty, we want consistency and we want intention. These are like the top three things, not just relationships and friendships as well, that women are looking for. It's pretty universal and straightforward from my perception. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak for everyone, but from what I see, from what I see online about people discussing, from what I see in people going on reality TV dating shows, from what I see in day-to-day life that I overhear in a cafe because I'm nearby, these are pretty consistent. These are the things that women want. And again, like these are things that we want in friendship. These are not just things like I expect the same level of consistency and Hey, like texting someone once a week to make sure they're good is affirming Mm -hmm. to me in a friendship. It's not affirming Mm -hmm. to me in a dating relationship because you're above the level of friendship. You're trying to advance to the next peak. So you don't get to coast with, Hey, are you good? Yeah. I mean, I am not like, I maybe it's coming on too strong, which I'm okay with. Like I tell people up front, like, Hey, I I tend to come on strong because I'm very verbal about what I'm feeling because I see no reason as a 28 year old woman to beat around the bush. Not to to, like how I feel. (laughs) What are my intentions? What am I looking for? I just, I see no reason to play coy with you because games are for children. And I, I left childhood in the past a long time ago. And so if you're capable of like, and I tell them like, you have an out right here. If you need to take it, that's okay. And all I want is for you to make the right choice for you at that time and not to do what you think I want you to do, but just what is the correct thing for you to do, which in the long run will also be the right thing for me. So yeah, but that's the level of introspection that I think a lot of people lack. So just to kind of cover a few more bases before we close Um, speaking from people that I know and from people that we know women who are very quiet, want you to ask them a lot of questions and get them out of their shell. Even Mm -hmm. first it's intimidating for them. What they probably want is to be known and to be seen because a lot of really quiet people have been told their opinions and ideas aren't valuable in the past. And so they've stopped voicing them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the, like, Oh, the quiet girl reading a book 
she probably wants you to attempt to really get to know her thoroughly. Mm -hmm. So not just like, oh yeah, we met last week. She seems cool. But like, these are the things that she's interested in. And this is the kind of life that she wants to live. And, and to be deeply known, I think is just a a generic human need. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then aside from the quiet girl, maybe the super extroverted, like outgoing, talking to everyone, bubbly person wants to feel uniquely seen aside from just their ability to command a room, but for their softer side, for their quieter side, for the things that they don't show to everybody. I'm not so, sure why you're attacking me, but it's fine. Feeling, feeling singular and feeling right. like you have something very unique and special is important to extroverts, especially because they give so much of their personality to other people that having some special bond or some carved out niche with a partner, it's really important. And I think that's also the attraction of people like that. You know, like yeah. you, a lot of people want a quiet person because they don't really give part of themselves to anybody. And that makes you special if they're like showing you that side of them. Whereas with extroverts is they show so much of themselves to others that finding that one spot that they won't share, that's what makes it special or their quiet moments make it special because they're never having those with like the general public. They only have them when they're uncomfortable. Like I am, that's, I'm an extroverted individual. So out loud, super energetic, interacting with everyone when I'm out in public and in my own home, it's like a polar opposite. And that's not something that you get to see unless you're close to me. So I think that's the draw for most people as far as those two personalities go. Yeah. I think this is a good space to close. I think we've kind of said what we wanted to say. Um, Are there any final points that you want to make? What women want 2021? (laughs) Uh, I just think that you need to stop deciding for us what we want and just ask us. Amen. Because if we haven't said it, then we're just waiting to be asked. And I think that we're overcomplicated by the media, especially Hollywood, like the main character in all Hollywood movies is so complicated. Ooh, so mysterious. Like we're really neither of those things. Every woman I know anyway, you know, like I have my own inner demons, but they don't stop me from being able to voice what I'm looking for. So yeah, I think it's funny. Every time I hear like women are complicated, we're not unclear. We just have a lot of things going on at once. Mm-hmm. So it might be hard for you to triage and prioritize what the most important is at that time, but we're hardly unclear. I would say even the most as, basic, just ask as a gender. <laughs> I mean, yes, because I feel like we're expected to juggle a lot. And so we just do juggle. We're, we're career, we're home, we're social. Like we have a lot of different facets. Like men are simple in that they, I think they just can compartmentalize easier than us. And so they're very one track mind a lot of the time. Whereas we, and I, I don't want to be that person who's like, women are like this and men are like that. But like, from my personal experience, if I'm, I'm, I'm focused on 30 different things at once, I'm not compartmentalizing any of them. So I'm feeling a lot of different things. So just asking me, what do you want? Like pull a Noah on Ali to me, like, that's all I want. So I could not think of a worse relationship example that I would want. I don't want that relationship. I want that. I want that point blank. That moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think my closing, yeah. My closing statement is just women are not difficult. They're complex. And I think if you're not willing to navigate those waters, again, you don't need to be in relationships with them, friendship or otherwise. It's just, 
it, we have a, we have a huge capacity to love and we have a huge capacity therefore to be hurt. So we are it's important that you, it's important, it's important that you appreciate the amount of potential trauma that you could do, that mm-hmm. you could inflict on someone just by flippantly flippant. disregarding yeah. their needs or mm-hmm. by calculatedly responding to texts at a slower rate so that you can eventually stop texting them. Like it, it does really affect people. It really matters. There's a human on the other end of that phone. Yeah. I mean, I would so much rather that cold shock of water than I would the slow burn of like freezing to death. You know what I'm saying? Like hypothetically yeah. speaking, just dump the whole bucket. Don't like throw ice cubes at me. Just make it, make it be done so that I can move on and continue with my healing, you know? So, um, I hope this was a little insightful for at least one or two people. You know, I, I hope it cleared up any questions you may have had. Like when you get on apps and you're like, Oh, women are so confusing. Like just do these things. This is almost like a step-by-step plan for you. Do this, say that. It's a decision tree. If a, then B, if B, then C, (laughs) if neither leave, (laughs) (laughs) go to your pond. And I would say for the women listening, I I love that you guys are a huge portion of our, our listeners. I I hope that you feel seen and hopefully in some cases you've been given language to express something that you found quite difficult to explain because Mm -hmm. our hope is always that you feel seen and that you feel valued when you listen. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, I guess that's uh, all she wrote, so to speak. So we're that out is of all she wrote. Nothing left. So we have time for today. Go, so. You're no longer in the running to becoming America's Next Top Model. No you roses. are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys so much. We hope that this triple threat of episodes for you makes up for last week's lack of episodes. And Hannah and I, we've devised a new plan for recording in the future that will make it a little easier for everybody. So um episodes reminder episodes will be released on thursdays from now on so tune in on the thursday tea time high tea okay well thank you guys so much for joining us i am emma i'm hannah that's the tea